Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is Joe Crab, and I am joined, uh, as always, generally, sometimes. <laughs> Kim, how are you? <laughs> Great, Joe. Um, yes, I'm always, sometimes, most likely here, but you know, November brought. A uh, couple of vacations and uh, yeah, some... went out to California for your brother-in-law's wedding. Yep, which is was dope, I'm sure. Out in wine country is beautiful. Yes, yes, and then out in Iowa for Thanksgiving and yes, just Trev and I hanging out a lot. <laughs> EJ's not with us because he is actually over in Kenya right now yeah. with World Vision, uh, checking out what they do through Thirty Hour Famine. He's there with a bunch of guys, including our dear friend. Justin Herman from the Controlled Chaos podcast and many others. And so, uh, yeah, we are back at it today with, um, you know, December right around the corner when we're recording. Uh, and so we're going to talk about Christmas real quick, do a Christmas Q&A before we get into uh, oh, oh, oh. our topic for the day. Kim threw out about like 90 Christmas questions right before yes. we started recording. <laughs> Um, but we decided to land on favorite or best Christmas memory or memory from one of our student ministry Christmas like parties. So every mm -hmm. year for middle school and high school, we do a different Christmas party. We've had all sorts of different themes and so on from lumberjacks to pajamas to one of my favorite, I think, was when we just did Christmas movies mm -hmm. and each one of yeah. our small groups dressed up as like different Christmas uh, movies. So we had like Charlie Brown Christmas and people dress up as Rudolph and the reindeer and yep. Polar Express and so on. So, um, but Kim, share with us now. Yes. People want to know. Okay. Your all time student ministry favorite <laughs> Christmas party moment. Yes. Uh, so it was back, I think about two or three years ago. Um, we, wanted to have Santa come in and read the Christmas story. We thought it'd be a great time. I think this is one of the more like themed Christmases of like wear pajamas, really relaxed or like wear yeah, something like, like a Christmas yeah, character theme. I think we called it cozy Christmas. Cozy Christmas. Yeah, or like a family you Christmas. You have a better memory than I do. Yeah, it's like family oh, Christmas. Oh, family Christmas. Whereas like, imagine... Family traditions. Yeah, waking up on yes. the Christmas morning, and so we that's how we did it. Yeah. This is why we're a team. Yeah. Um, yeah. To remember useless information. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was the theme of the evening. So we created a real cozy atmosphere in our meeting space, um, kind of brought in couches, rugs. And so the students were all kind of gathered. And so Santa comes in, um, to a great little hip hop version of here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, but definitely more. Dope and then than the that. beat dropped. It was a trap song because it was a trap version of the song. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you for expounding on yeah, that. Yeah, that's from here. Useless info. Yep. Um, and so our Santa came out and read the the Christmas story. And out of nowhere, one of our staff members at the time um, came out with a jug of eggnog and started acting it out to its entirety. And it just created some roaring laughter throughout the students and um, staff members because he did a great job with it all. And we had props on the stage, Christmas trees, presents and stuff that he utilized. 
um, and just brought the story to life. There was all sorts of acrobatic feats and uh, so on and so forth. And yeah, I heard it was just magical. I wasn't there for some reason. You weren't. Yeah, I missed out. <laughs> I think you were uh, at a football at a, game. Yeah, I was thinking I was down in St. Louis for a yes. game at that time. But yep. more useless info for our audience. But hey, yeah. here's something <laughs> for you hey, guys. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Let me ask you. Yes. What was your favorite moment or what one of your mini? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. No, I definitely I have a ton. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments is because we have a picture of it. Um, we played a game called Stocking Stuffer. And what we did is we filled stockings up with uh, like with jello. Mm -hmm. So we filled stockings up with jello and we put random things in it. And so a student just had to like put their hand in the stocking and pull out whatever their prize was. And we yep. just have this, I forever burned my memory, this picture of one of the girls, just hand in stocking and she pulls it out, like the gift card or whatever that was in there yep. and pulls out all the jello at the same time and it went <laughs> flying everywhere. And that's when I knew I was called to middle school. <laughs> ministry. Um, when you can create a mess. Yeah, it's no. Always fun. Yeah, so that that was one of my one of my favorite moments, and this is one of my favorite times a year because it's a time of year in which, although we're in the middle of our school year, um, we stop and we really begin planning for our next year as well. Yeah. Um, 2019, a, 2020. Yeah, and a lot, and for a lot of reasons. One, uh, fiscally, we talked about it with our budgets. We run our budget um, from. May until April. Uh, and so it does cross over from a calendar year. Mm -hmm. So because we start our new budget year in May, we start planning for budgets in January. Yep. And in so doing, you have to begin thinking, what are things that we're going to be doing the next year? So that way we can begin proposing for budgets and so on and so forth. And um, so that all begins. But at the same time, uh, we begin talking about teaching series. And so that is our main focus for today's podcast, uh, is talking about teaching series. And so um, let's just hop into it, Kim. Our first question that we want to talk is like, what do we do uh, for teaching series? So why don't you share what that process is for us? What it what do we use for teaching here? Yeah. So historically, primarily our team has written a lot of our curriculum. And we do this because um, as, as leaders, we are um, the ones that get a feel for the students in our ministries and know at times like, hey, they really need to hear this or um, you know, they've been asking these questions and we hear a lot of feedback from our leaders as well as mm -hmm. like, Hey, this would be a great idea for a series or we see kind of this missing piece. Like I think one, um, one year the leaders brought to us just the aspect of some students don't even know how to dive into God's word and actually have a Bible study and read through a passage. So how can we, you know, from that, as um, leadership, as student ministry directors and pastors, best set students up for success in that. So we created a series on a book of the Bible to go through and walk them through that process. Um, we have used other curriculum before um, and have bought it, but we always tend to tailor, tailor it to our student ministry because again um we want to make sure that it isn't just a broad hey here you go 
high school students across the nation. We want it to be specific for our students and the place they're at in their journey with their relationship with God. Yeah, I would say in my time here as both an intern and staff member, I think I would say that 90% of what we have taught in our environments over the last nine plus years mm-hmm. um, or 12 years has all been original content. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of great content out there. Um, Orange with XP3, uh, the Grow Curriculum with mm-hmm. Kenny and Elle for stuff you can use. DYM never has a shortage of great stuff out there. So there's a lot of great stuff out there. I think um, our desire for as a team has been to be able to develop and um writing and writing those messages yes. and because we have such a large team uh we've been able to to do it throughout the years and so um we know that that's kind of a blessing from our context and uh at times for other it's great and beneficial to use um as it has been for us to use other curriculum and to tailor it to your context but yeah. it's also part of the overall philosophy of us as a church yep uh all of our series uh, many of you guys listening are all original written series but we are our main worship uh, services on a weekend. All of our content is written by our campus pastors. Yeah. Uh, they lead that out. Uh, we, there's a team of them that, that leads it out more accurately. Um, but we also have live communicators in each one of those environments on a Sunday morning. Uh, and so we look to do the exact same thing in student ministry because it's part of that even pipeline for us as leadership. Yes, uh, absolutely. Is that some of the guys who are on our team may go on to be a, a campus pastor. Yep. Uh, some of them I already have. Many of you guys have heard CT on the podcast already. Yep. At this point, <laughs> it is public knowledge. But he just transitioned into being a campus pastor. And he's yeah. a guy who has had experience on this team sermon writing, which will come invaluable for him as he makes that transition to that position of leadership. So that is what we do. I would say 90% of the time, and even now, I mean, this past two years, everything that we've taught has been original curriculum. And the nice thing with that, though, is at times we're able to go back and take an old series that we've done, Mm -hmm. evaluate it, update it, give it new graphics and everything, uh, and we're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So I, I said... Evaluate an old series. I mentioned graphics and everything. Share with us what are some of the things when we put together a series, and it's for you in that central role, when you're putting together a series, uh, what is in those series? Mm-hmm. What do you do? And what does the team do? Yeah. So what is in those series, the package um, that we end up um, putting out to the campuses? Uh, it involves the teaching script. It involves a leader's guide that we give to our small group leaders to help guide and facilitate discussion in small group. It involves a graphics package. It involves the teaching slides. And it also involves when um, either it's needed or, again, something we'd love to see continue to be developed. But like series... um, elements or handouts or pieces that go along with that series to help further implement or engage a student within the series. Yeah, we've done some some series before that has like a tangible like takeaway piece. Yep. And so like they, they we print them out, each campus will print them out or it's, you know, even at times Central will print it out and it gets handed like every guy gets it and it's implemented there for that night for small group and so on. And sometimes they're game documents and so on. But, um, but yeah, so what do you do? 
in that creation of the series and everything. And what does our team do? Yep. So currently at our um, last all student meeting. Um, so we'll start there and just start brainstorming different ideas. We'll look at what has been done over the past, uh, you know, years um, and just the framework of series that we've done or the topics um, that we have shared just so we can make sure, one, we're not being too repetitive, right? So if we just did a series on First John last year, we want to make sure we don't do it again this year. Yeah, in- we have a scope and sequence yes. within it. And there are certain things that uh, we do look to hit on. Um, but like in one essence, we may have done a series on relationships, um, like all forms of relationships from friendships to dating relationships one year. And within that talked about conflict. Um, and like the next year we might do a whole series just on conflict. Yeah. Um, and so vice versa within it. So sometimes there are like simple things that, um, we want to make sure, not simple things, but important things we want to make sure that we hit on every year. Absolutely. And then other times, um, it's just part of that whole scope and sequence. So we have like, like you said, a couple of years scope and sequence that we can look yeah. back on. So, well, and we also are very, we want to be in tune with our students as well as our culture too, of what needs to be repetitive. I think that's um, something to be mindful of too. What is being talked about? What is hot topics in our society today that need to be each year repetitive? So from there, the team will look at the scope and sequence, come up with new ideas, um, throw out, brainstorm. Um, so we, we just recently did that. And from there, I'm taking that, putting that together as uh, email to send out to the team as like, hey, here are the uh, propose the ideas um, now as we come into our next meeting um, or over the next month we're going to finalize those and come January we're actually going to start uh, assigning those out to the team to start developing and writing um, so I I see more of the central or myself newer in this position but over the next um, couple months, more or less just helping facilitate and move things forward through that where the team really takes ownership um, dependent on what they're assigned. A lot of it is done in teams, which is nice too, to bounce ideas off of and formulate structure and uh, just the big ideas for each, each message, what each week should be and talked about and um, start putting those pieces together. Um, so from over uh, about January to about February, they come up with the structure, the outline. And then from February to about May is like the writing and the finalization of all of those pieces. Yeah, so what's initially put together, you say structure and outline, it is the... my goodness, I just blanked. The it big is, idea. Yeah, it's kind of like the overall series arc, like yep. the synopsis and everything, a series title, yep. uh, as well as um, each week's like bottom line, big idea, yep. a key passage of scripture from that, um, and even at times even like a short like two-sentence focus for that message. Correct. So it is an overview of that, and then on top of it, there is also part of it where we ask them to give uh, 
potential ideas for graphics. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple of sites that we use and a couple of sites that like we even just have them go to some of the other um, like Elevation and CCV and a couple others just have all their resources online and graphic resources online. Mm-hmm. So even if it's uh, it's just for inspiration, but like they all have to give you know, a couple recommendations yep. for graphics. So um, that's all submitted like January, February. It's evaluated. And then off of those notes, they get cracking on it. So they're writing the message and the leader guide. Correct. Okay. So what are leader guides? Leader guides are used for our small group leaders just during small group for them to be able to use as a tool to facilitate discussion. I think we want to be careful that it's not used as one, uh, a point of they're reading from it the entire time and looking at it, right? Like we want it to yeah. more or less to resource a conversation. Direct, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but it's a tool and we want to make sure we set our small group leaders up for success within that. So in middle school, some will have even the commentary of, Hey, as, as you're kind of helping guide, um, conversation, here's some key points, um, within the message that was just taught to hit on, um, but on that leader guide, what is included just to give you more of a clear um, description of it. It has the bottom line. It has all the key passages. Um, and then it kind of walks you through, hey, if you were to sit down with your small group, here's the different elements you want to bring into small groups. So it has um, the goal of small group for that week and what you what we desire to be communicated through the teaching through God's word for that small group that week. Yeah. You want the students to leave with this understanding. Correct. Yeah. Gives them a focal point because really a lot of times in those conversations, you could go all over the map and absolutely at times you do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then the discussion questions that help guide discussion. It's not another message. We don't need another, you know, pulpit preaching from God's word, but we want to be able to open up God's word together. Um, so all the key scriptures are there for them to see. And then at the end we have next steps or Hey, takeaways. Um, and that's where you see a lot of those extra pieces or series elements at times, um, come in. Um, you know, if it's a handout, if it's a takeaway, or if it's here now, go do this. That's where it's implemented in under the next steps. My wife is on emergency bypass. So when she calls me, even if it's on (laughs) silent, it comes through. So I just want everybody to know that I love my wife dearly. (laughs) She interrupted this episode. Um, no, and that's right. One thing I love about our leader guides, though, too, is one of the things that we do, I haven't seen a lot of other people do this, but one of the things that we do is that for, for those discussion questions, we have commentary. Mm-hmm. And so we put little notes on there, um, two, three sentence long notes, and w- that just kind of gives a leader direction for that question, as well as things to be mindful of. Because sometimes we ask students for examples, especially for middle school students. So we remind the leaders, hey, don't let this be turn into a time of gossip yes. or slander That's or so bringing up actual names and everything. You know, direct it in, in this way. So just to give them even a framework, and it's huge. It is absolutely huge for new leaders. If you're a brand new person leading a sixth grade small group, that note helps out a ton. Yes. So 
one of the things that you talked about with the writing process, kind of what your step is, you know, you kind of, you're kind of fielding in all this stuff, keeping people on task and everything. And then come May, what happens is our goal is that by the beginning of May, end of April, even all of our messages for the following year are written. Yeah. And then we all go in as a team because they're all put up on three office 365 and we go in as a team and evaluate each one. We all make notes. So you can make notes yep. live on there. And so we all just go in and we make notes on there. And then that guy or gal who wrote that series is responsible for going in and correcting those notes. Yes. Because our hope at that point in time is that uh, they can, um, by the time we have our all staff retreat, which we do in the middle of May, um, is review final overview, all that stuff, and gives us like all that time just to like really pray over, mm -hmm. um, talk about additional elements that we might want to see added into. And then from there, you kind of just take everything else and run with it. Correct. So that's when the brunt of your work begins. So yes. as central as that main campus leadership, what do you do at that point in time? Yeah. So from there, I, um, I make sure everything is there first off and go through and make sure all the updates have happened. Um, and then I take them actually to our executive pastor of um, campuses and share with him, hey, um, over the past years, we've had our series vetted um, by different campus pastors. Who would you like me to contact um, or who is free um, amongst the campus pastors because like we shared earlier, a lot of them are on the writing team. A lot of them are on the writing of the devotions that coincide with the series that we do yeah. uh, at Woodside. And so I want to be careful that I just don't ask any of our CPs because of what's on their plate. And so he helps guide me and direct me into who to ask. And he leads out himself, the one of the guys, he leads out the teaching team for our main campus, yes. uh, for main worship across the campuses already. So um, and it's good. It's, it's kind of a neat thing because our heart in it is just to have our campus pastors who are educated and equipped to kind of see through the lens of what we're teaching our students mm -hmm. and to kind of even speak into ways to develop our team holistically. But I would even think for the, the executive pastor of campuses, his name is Steve, for Steve to be able to take one of his guys who's not yet um, in that teaching team rotation of writing the, the messages to be able to give him an opportunity to kind of evaluate some stuff and work alongside those guys even for yeah. development. So it's kind of a, a cool trickle tiered effect of developing um, from uh, our student level to yeah. campus pastor level. Um, Sharpening writing, of leadership, vice versa. And it's just, it's like team of teams. It's like yeah. we, we're all on the same team here. And so it's, it's helpful. Yeah. Um, and so you lead out that process, which if you are um, a multi-site church and you guys have a similar, where you're writing series out in advance, man, I can't tell you enough, having your campus pastors read it, review it, um, and having them serve as advocates for it. Um, it's let's, huge. Let's say the off chance that somebody doesn't like what you're teaching. I know, guys, it might happen. Um, <laughs> or, hey, it's not deep enough. And, uh, like, to... For us to say, yeah, our, our campus pastors review mm -hmm. it because we want to make sure that we are doing our diligence and teaching the yeah. word of God. Uh, it 
it's just a win across the board yeah. and it, it makes everybody better. It lets your people know and it shuts down any naysayer in that way. Um, because you're really doing what God's called you to and being a good steward of the ministry he's blessed you with. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, go for it. And what's cool is out of that actually has come some new ideas and development too. And something we're um, working on for this January as we're going into the writing um, season is actually some of, you know, Steve, who we talked about, our executive kit pastor of campuses, as well as um, one or two other CPs are actually going to come in and work alongside our student team and leadership, um, the girls and guys. And we even see this furthering into different teaching ministries um, or other ministries that involve writing and teaching, but they're going to work with us on the writing process and bring in some new tools uh, for our team. And that has come out of them reviewing this our series yeah. last we year. We started with like, let's start here and it's kind of snowballed into some other ideas and it's allowed innovation to happen. Yeah. And so um, after all the series are kind of finalized and approved, you are taking the lead because in every message it says what the slides are. Mm -hmm. and so you take lead and you create all the slides for all the messages mm -hmm. um, and then create all the graphics as well for them. And right. so everything... And yes. make sure everything's formatted the yep. same. I think that's like the biggest, biggest pain, but also like the most like, I don't know, it's fulfilling yeah. once it's all done and it looks and so pretty. In, in order and yeah. yeah. So, and then that gets all put up on 365 and it's on there. And so that's kind of the, the big brunt of it. Yeah. Post that yep. is just getting it all up and accessible and so on. But, um, it's, and the thing is, is it's all accessible but maybe not in its final formatting before Correct. that time frame. So if a guy needed to, for some reason, to look over the message or give it to someone who's going to be filling in for them because they're having a kid, uh, they're able to have yep. access to it. Um, they just might not have all the graphics until a month or so out yep. of anything. So, But um, my hope moving that, forward yeah. is that there is that time, space, team, volunteers, whatever it may look like and whatever we're able to do during this summer um, or as soon as I am finished with the CPs on it that everything is done by the first of the year. Yeah. Then we don't have to think about it throughout the entire year and everything's accessible. Yeah. And now I know some of you listening to this, like, man, this sounds kind of rigid in the sense that you've got, you know, all of your stuff done already. So like, do you change things up? Are things fluid in it? We are always open to the fact that something may need to change yes. during the year. Um, whether it's a, a series, whether there is a night in which, say, a suicide's happened in the community, and so we need to uh, address that. And the, the thing is we also have a lot of these resources already available through past series and past experiences, and so there is freedom within our context to adjust accordingly. And similar to what we've talked about when we purchased other curriculum, we've utilized other curriculum, is that uh, we tailor it still. I my yep. The message tonight is going to be different at this campus as it is across all of our campuses that are meeting tonight because it's going to be injected with somebody's personality, their experiences. Their context. And their prayer as Absolutely. they've been led by God to, to bring the word tonight. And so last question. You can dream up down the line where are we at with 
writing series, mm-hmm. a year or two years, nothing's off the table. You've got all the staff you've ever needed and dreamed of. <laughs> uh, what is your What is your goal? Yeah. I mean, I have a long list. An aspiration. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see the package itself be bolstered, um, you know, by a social package, right? Uh, At the campuses alongside the series that they're doing, um, you know, they have a social ministry, like a social look um, or graphic package that they can use post a Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday night, or post a programming night um, that has the look and feel of that series. Um, it has the verses. It has everything there that they can continue to expound upon. Um, those series elements, you know, continue to refine those and make those better. Dream up new ones um, that we can utilize in that. Um, but ultimately, like, I just love to see the development of our leaders, of our staff as writing continues and what they bring to the table. I think our, you know, as a team, we get to see the gifts really just come alive and um, continue to be refined. So um, I just, yeah, I, I continue to, I love this process um, and I would love to see it just continue because it's so fruitful. Yeah. I I think for mine, it's kind of hand in hand with yours um, on the every end, you know, games um, Mm -hmm. and parent stuff. And a lot lot of it is modeled, you know, from XP3 because they do such a great job. They do. And we we know it's a value for us in writing our own uh, own series. And so to think through ways in which we can, you know, follow those who are leading the way Mm -hmm. and leading it well with excellence. um, I think that that kind of what kind of parent stuff do we have? What kind of uh, how are we putting that strategy together for our guys? So I think those are definitely some some key things that I would I would love to see and and an honest honestly in return like on top of all that talking about XP3 being a resource for so many I would love for us to be able to get all of our stuff out there to resource other people Absolutely. And so, I mean you guys know if you're listening to this and many of you have contacted us before and we talk about things and have asked hey can I have that that calendar thing you're talking about that DNA document you're talking mm-hmm. about we are always going to be open-handed um, but man I would love to format all of our stuff to be able to dump it into the DYM pipeline and let it get added on there throughout that time and just be a resource to the church at large as we know that we've been resourced and encouraged through DYM and XP3 and so many others. So Kim, that does it. That's a wrap. We made it. Uh, (laughs) Guys, as always, continue to uh, share this with others. Send us any questions that you have about teaching series, about multi-site. We've loved the conversation we've had with you. Uh, The next couple of uh, of weeks, you're going to hear us highlighting and spotlighting some other multi-site churches from around the nation. Uh, We did kind of one episode that was kind of a consulting episode with Redemption Church down in Alabama. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that. Of course... Multi Summit uh, is coming up uh, here shortly, and I'm gonna have a promo code soon enough that if you use our promo code, um, you uh, you get a discount. It might even be out by the time this episode posts, so I'll make sure to post it in the captions for this episode. Yeah. Um, 
But Multi-Summit, it's the first cohort of just multi-site student ministry churches. Leadership Network is now a part of this. A bunch of people are hopping in on this, guys. You are not going to want to miss out. It is going to be an incredible time. Uh, it is going to be March 25th through the 27th out in New Jersey. The website is multisummit.org. And of course, follow us on social media at MultiMultiPod on all of the platforms, except for MySpace and TikTok and Snapchat. You guys get the picture. Okay. <laughs> uh, that does it, y'all. Talk to you later. Farewell. And probably at this point, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.